This episode is sponsored by Linode. Linode is offering listeners of this podcast a $20 credit, which is good for four free months at their lowest plan. Their plans start at one gigabyte of RAM for $5 a month. You can get your servers in any of their 10 data centers, and their high memory plans start at 16 gigabytes. Get a server running in under a minute. They do hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services like backups, node balancers, long view, etc. VMs for full control, running Docker containers, encrypted disks, VPNs, etc. You can run a private Git server. They provide native SSD storage, 200 gigabit network, and Intel E5 processors. They have 24-7 friendly support, even on holidays, and a seven-day money-back guaranteed. So go check them out at linode.com slash javascriptjabber. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another My JavaScript Story. This week, we're talking to JC Hyatt. JC, do you want to say hello? Hey, everyone. Now, we had you on episode 284. We were talking about uh, being healthy as developers. Kind of a non-technical topic, but a fun one to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was a good time. And uh, that was actually before we launched. And uh, we, we have officially launched now. <laughs> yeah, I keep hearing your sponsorship spots on Syntax.fm. <laughs> yeah. So good good stuff. Yeah, so what we usually do is we wind up interviewing people who have been guests on JavaScript Jabber. And I know we've also talked in the past about starting a WordPress development podcast and other things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just interesting to see where all of this goes as we uh, unfold your story. Do you want to just give people a brief introduction to who you are and what you do? And then we can kind of build into where you're at today. Sure. So I am uh, I'm 25. I live in Jackson, Mississippi, down here uh, with uh, right here with Natter Dabbit, who was on just a, a recent MyJS story episode. Yep. And a good friend of mine. As far as what I do, that is a very interesting question. Um, but to sum it up, I uh, I'm a software consultant for the most part. That's usually what I'll tell people if they ask me at a you know a party or or whatever. But uh, I think. Th- it's kind of hard to define exactly what I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we, when we had you on the show, we were talking mostly about what you're doing now with DevLifts, which is focused around fitness uh, and developers, which is kind of an interesting intersection. And we'll get to that. But let's start at the very beginning. How did you get into programming? Yeah. So let's see. Going back to probably seventh grade, I think is probably where it kind of started for me. Um, so I was about 13. I just kind of, I think it was actually the summer after seventh grade and I went to stay, uh, down at my, um, my grandma's house and, um, which is in the middle of nowhere. Like to this day, she doesn't have internet at her house. Um, like no internet access at her house. And so, um, but back then it was, uh, you know, there wasn't even like uh, iPhones or anything. Um, I had, I think a, uh, a BlackBerry or a Sam, or one of those uh, Blackjacks, I think. One of those uh, kind of older <laughs> smartphones. And yeah. I went down there to kind of spend the summer down there. And I can't remember what it was, but I had this, I, I had this uh, just desire to learn how to make a website. And so I, uh, I sat there um, pretty much all summer, uh, every day, uh, on W3Schools.com, uh, going from page to page on my little <laughs> Blackjack. Um, on an edge connection, not maybe not even edge back then. Oh wow! Uh, from going from page to page and handwriting everything uh, in this little notebook that I still have to this day, actually um, handwriting all the notes, and I, I basically taught myself HTML and CSS and kind of handwrote everything. And then when I got back home uh, after the summer, 
where I actually had internet access, I actually, you know, made my first website based on the notes that I had taken in that little binder. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. And I, I love just the um, kind of the drive to, oh, this is amazing. So I'm going to sit here on this uber slow connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it literally took, you know, weeks just to go through HTML and CSS um, because, I you know, it's, it's on a slow connection. I'm handwriting everything. Um, and I couldn't really do the examples. You know, back then they actually had the, if I recall correctly, they had the, uh, the, the little demo uh, section where you could go in and kind of like type in some HTML and run uh -huh. it and see what happens. Um, but it, the user experience wasn't really ready for you know mobile yet. And right. so I, I remember just kind of just kind of thinking about it. And sometimes maybe I'd draw something on, on my paper or something like that. But um, but yeah, it's, it's actually a pretty fond memory. That that just sounds like fun. I mean, I remember hacking around on HTML back when I was in high school. So you know, we're talking like GeoCities, and <laughs> you know, J JavaScript was sort of half baked. And anyway, yeah. <laughs> the good old days. You know, we we all have different, uh, I guess, uh, less than ideal experiences, right, with getting started. Right. Yeah, I mean, and it, it was you know, for me, I, I guess I. Um, it was 2005, maybe. So I guess you know JavaScript was kind of uh, around and everything, but I I really didn't uh, didn't dive in much to JavaScript uh, that summer because I had uh, uh, pretty much used the whole summer just to make it through HTML and CSS. <laughs> right. So uh, what what did get you into JavaScript then? Yeah, um, I think my first exposure to JavaScript was um, so around that same time I had this like fascination with uh, hackers. I don't know why. I think I watched a movie or something, and um, I just like I would go to school and like I would look up like how to bypass the firewall and get, and, and get on you know, <laughs> whatever you know, YouTube or whatever was around back then, um, and uh, or I'd you know make little uh, batch file viruses. I was I was oh my gosh I was probably a, a, a my teachers probably hated me. Um, but I would make little batch file viruses that would like clone files in the in the network drives just over and over and over, oh, um, just to just to like <laughs> just because I was like learning stuff and so I, I would just kind of do it and it was fascinating and so all that said I I ended up on um I think it's still around but there's a site out there called hackthissite.com um, that I just by chance ended up I guess uh, from googling or something around that time because I was like. I was Googling like how to be a hacker, you know, or whatever. Uh -huh. And I was landing on these sites. And so I think um, on a hack this site, they, they would have these like challenges where you had like different uh, challenges and each one kind of got, they got progressively harder. And, um, you know, some of those would uh, eventually involve like having to write some JavaScript. And I had no idea what it was, but it was like something where, okay, what is this? And then I would like go look up the answer on Google and copy and paste the JavaScript in, you know, wherever I needed it. And and try to you know get past the challenge and stuff. Um, I had no idea what I was actually doing, but that was probably my first exposure to it. Um, my when I actually started, I guess writing JavaScript um, and actually knew what it was was probably late in high school or right after I graduated. Um, uh, but that was pretty much j exclusively jQuery. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, jQuery is kind of when I really got into JavaScript as well, and man. Made things so much easier. <laughs> so yeah, much easier. I uh, I never really wrote any, um, I guess, 
any vanilla or whatever you want to call it, you know, JavaScript. Um, the and the most experience up until the past like couple of years that I've had with JavaScript was really just um, enough to get around in WordPress, like to make you know a page scroll or something. Like it wasn't. It wasn't even. I I've, I still never really even fully utilized all that jQuery could do. So some of the the, the headaches that brought about libraries like React, um, I never experienced them because I never had projects that complex. Right. <laughs> So you, you've mentioned WordPress. I think I mentioned that we had talked about a WordPress podcast. So what, what is it that you do with WordPress at this point? Uh, at this point, I, um, I still make sites uh, occasionally. Um, I mean, I, I don't really enjoy necessarily making like uh, themes anymore. Um, and, but I, I do uh, at times, especially like if I just have a lull in my availability and I want to, you know, uh, you know, make some money or, and stuff. And so I will, um, I do still do just theme development with standard WordPress, PHP and everything. But what I've been really interested in for the past, um, I guess a year or maybe year and a half was, um, the rest API that rolled out. And, um, and that's what I've been really interested in and I've written about it and, um, I'm continuing to write about it. And, um, that's kind of, I haven't really, I don't really do much of that in my day to day still. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of just something that I hack away at on the side or, um, I've, I've kind of been brought in, a, um, uh, in some instances to like other teams to like tell them about the, the API and stuff like that, um, help them get going on it. But, uh, yeah, um, that's kind of my main interest as far as WordPress is concerned these days. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, we've had Roy Sivan on, uh, JavaScript Jabber and on Adventures in Angular to talk about the REST API and yeah, you know, how to connect with that with uh, JavaScript and JavaScript frameworks. And uh, I find it very heartening that uh, Automatic and the folks that work on WordPress figured out, hey, you know, pe- people want to connect with this more than just serving up web pages, and they've made that available and brought it in. Absolutely, support. yeah, and I mean, you know, and. I think about it like this, you know, like in uh, 2015 when when it rolled out, um, you know, instantly. Well, I think at then at, at that time, 25% of the internet was WordPress. At, at this time, it's like 27, 28%, and it's like overnight, millions of like REST APIs just went online. And you know, that doesn't necessarily for the majority of those, it may not even matter, but it still just like creates a whole new realm of possibility for millions of sites um, that wasn't there before. Yeah. So, uh, what is the thing that you've done in your programming career that you're most proud of? That's a really good question, actually. I think the only thing that comes to mind at the moment is I have this tutorial that I wrote earlier this year um, involving React and WordPress. And that thing still gets hundreds and hundreds of reads every week. And I get emails all the time like with questions and stuff like that. Um, And people, I mean, uh, uh, people seem to really... Like it, I, I actually got a shout out on like WP Engine, like one of the w- big WordPress hosts oh, nice. um, one of their webinars. Like they were like, hey, check out this tutorial. It's really good and stuff. And I was just like, whoa, like a friend of mine was on the webinar. He's like, dude, they just mentioned you in this webinar. And I was like, well, that's cool. I um, I didn't know it would get you know that much attention when I wrote it. But um, but I, when I look back at it, I, I mean, it took me like something like 10 hours to put that whole tutorial together. And, uh, and you know, it's not a huge project or anything, but... It did take a lot of time and thinking through like questions people would have as they go through and trying to anticipate those and all that. And I am pretty proud of that. Um, I'm I'm probably unlike a lot of 
uh, guests you have on the show. And that I think I know a lot of people that that I hear on the show like have done some awesome, like really, really like uh, game changing things in the community. Um, and you know, I'm not necessarily on that level. Um, so I don't really have like any huge like open source projects or anything that uh-huh. that I can really uh you know speak to or, or you know say that I've I've put out there. But but yeah, that tutorial is pretty solid. Um, if I could you know if I pick any one thing. Nice. Well, and you know, I I think it's funny because people get in and they have this idea that, oh well, I didn't write Lodash, and so <laughs> you know I didn't build WordPress on my own, so I'm not that impressive a, de- a developer, but. I mean, everybody contributes in their own way. I mean, whether you're writing code with and finding issues with particular open source libraries or writing tutorials or things like that. I mean, you know, I'm not a massive open source contributor, but yet, um, you know, a lot of people listen to the shows and get stuff out of it. And so I think Mm -hmm. we all contribute in our own way. And so, you know, yeah, you you kind of grin and sheepishly go, well, you know, it's not a big open source uh, contribution, but you know, one of the reasons that I call this out on the show is it's like, look, JC's a guy, he does code, and he's made these contributions, and they're just as important to things as the code is. And and it all matters. It all it all adds sure. to the community. So um, if anything, just you know, thanks for putting it out there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what are you working on now? Yeah, so now um uh well specific to javascript right no anything oh okay um well so i I still have my consulting kind of going on and that you know pays the bills um what do you consult on yeah so um i do um the occasional wordpress site um just you know if, if the right kind of opportunity presents itself um and uh lately this year i've um I've done some work in Ruby on Rails. Um, then I've also done some work um, in. Uh, I got my first React Native project a few months ago, and so I've been kind of like hammering away at that. And I just got a second React Native project, and so uh-huh. um, that's kind of what the the next starting in January. That's you know pretty much all I'll be working on. Besides, um, as far as my consulting is concerned, I'll just be working on these uh, two React Native projects I got. And then um, I recently started a company called DevLifts, which is you know I talked about in the, that previous episode that I was on. Right. Um, and then I also am um, I've really really gotten into cryptocurrencies over the past like four or five months. That and, is cool uh, stuff. I'm, yeah, I'm running a, a podcast um, on those and uh, and just uh, day trading with a, a friend and um, you know I, you know we're we're excited. We're just kind of learning all about it. And it's a pretty cool topic. It's, I mean, it's not really, de- I mean, it's kind of development related, but, um, I, I, I do think that my like technical background has kind of like helped me grasp mm-hmm. some concepts. And then what I do on my podcast is kind of translate those concepts into, um, into things that non-technical people can understand so that it makes crypto more accessible to people. Right. Uh, Cause people start talking this like shroud of jargon and no one, the average person out there just has no idea what they're talking about. I don't even know what they're talking about sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's a, a common problem. Um, yeah. What's the name of the podcast? We'll make sure we link to it in the show notes. Yeah, uh, it's called HODL Daily, uh, H-O-D-L. So that's kind of like a, a, a meme or some jargon that got, um, uh, I guess, it got created somewhere on a forum way back in the early early Bitcoin days. Uh, uh-huh. somebody, somebody was really drunk and... They made a post and, uh, <laughs> and they misspelled hold. And so it 
naturally the internet said, oh, well, let's just call it HODL. Nice. Um, so. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So um, HODL daily. All right. Well, yeah, let's make sure we get that in the show notes. Um, and then DevLifts. Another yeah. another great place. So that's not spelled. That's spelled with a Y, if I remember right. No, uh, no. D E V L I F T S. Okay, um, I, I and it has a, its own else. podcast as well that I, that we just got off the ground about a month ago. Awesome. And and yeah. where do you get that? Um, it's it's wherever you uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's called Refactor Your Body. Refactor Your Body. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's mainly what I was driving at. Is just okay if you know if I pull out my podcast app, what am I looking for? Yeah, yeah. Refactor your body is uh is the name of that one. And so we've uh we've done it for I think we have like five episodes so far, but um we're we're kind of we started off with just uh interviewing developers who kinda of already integrate fitness into their lives, but we're um we're about to also start bringing in like experts on specific topics like uh-huh. sleep or stress management or whatever it may be, um, and do interviews with like industry experts on, on or topical experts like that so that people can not only get motivated from the stories, but they can also like learn something. Makes sense. Very cool. So what, what kind of, what inspired you to get into some of these things? I mean, you know, the cryptocurrency mm-hmm. is kind of taking off now, people getting excited about Bitcoin and the like, but what was mm-hmm. it to you that just kind of grabbed your attention and said, Hey, this is an area I want to be in. Yeah. Um, so for crypto, um, I'm trying to remember exactly what, what sparked me to go look at it. I mean, back in like 2012, I looked at Bitcoin. I was like, what is this? Because I, um, I had heard about it with, uh, what was it? I think it was just something that I'd kind of seen. Um, you know, Anonymous was attacking lots of people back then. And so I, I'd kind of seen it in some of their articles on, you know, donate Bitcoin to this address or whatever. And I was just like, what is Bitcoin? And so I looked into it. I uh, looked into mining it back then. And honestly, back then it was just over my head and I kind of gave up on it before I even got started. Um, and then this summer, um, I can't remember what it was. Uh, I think maybe it was just a friend that was that had kind of gotten into it. And um, I decided I wanted to like actually understand what this was because at the time I was like, I didn't really quite, I guess I didn't really, I never really thought about what a currency was. And so I was thinking like, what, you know, why is this stuff valuable and why, you know, why are people wanting this? And so um, that kind of led to, you know, me just researching what money is, is and, um, you know, how cryptocurrency works. And, um, and then I'm, you know, all for decentralizing things. And um, the more I looked into it, the more that I got excited about the, the fact that we could have, you know, we have decentralized information with the internet and we can have everything else decentralized with blockchain. Uh, including our money or, or lots of other things. So that that's pretty exciting to me and I'm, I'm still learning about it. Um, that's kind of what my podcast is, is just me sharing what I'm learning about it. Um, but that's kind of what sparked that interest. And uh, with DevLifts, it was just um, you know, a friend of mine that I was, I used to run a team of uh, eight and a friend of mine um, back in 2015, he was working for me and he, um, he was, he's a personal trainer and he started training me. Um, and so that just transformed my life. And I was like, man, I, I want to do this for other, you know, other developers. And so right. that's kind of what I'm, that's kind of the pr- going to eventually be my primary focus. Um, you know, as soon as, uh, you know, basically as soon as the revenue allows for it to be. Awesome. 
Yeah, I think it's important because I think a lot of people, they just get focused on the technical aspects of things or the career aspects of things. And I, one of the things that especially lately I've been trying to encourage people on is just um, looking at, you know what, this is part of a whole life, right? Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of us are married or have kids or both. A lot of us are trying to support a particular lifestyle where maybe we travel or, you know, we get involved in, you know, specific things one way or the other. And it, you know, if you miss those things, you know, if you spend all your time working and you miss out on life, I mean, what's the point? You know, yeah, absolutely. Even if you love what you do, I mean, eventually there's just a limit to that, in my opinion. So, yeah, just seeing those opportunities, I, I think, is really, really important. Yeah. And even if you do love what you do, that's the thing is if there's no balance in your life, you know, you can easily get to a point to where you really don't love what you do anymore because it's literally all your life is. Yeah. And you get burned out on it, you know. I mean, everyone needs some balance. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah. So I asked you where people can find you for, you know, the different things that you do. Um, if people want to hire you for consulting, you you know, say you have an opening somewhere, where do they find you for that? Uh, my website is uh, jchyatt.com. Oh, that's um, easy. Yeah. And so that's uh, pretty easy. Or uh, Twitter, I'm, I'm at jchyatt on there too. Um so they can get in touch with me, you know, and also not necessarily just for hiring. I mean, if anyone's even interested in anything about uh, WordPress and React or anything like that, I'd be happy to to talk through that. I don't I don't know everything there is to know about it. Um, like Roy is definitely on a whole other level than yeah. me, uh, but I I am I love getting questions about it because then I go and kind of look it up and. Um, sometimes it takes me a week to reply because I like I'll take some time out one day one night that week and then go figure out the answer to their question. But uh, yeah, feel free to you know always um, uh, reach out to me with you know questions or anything. Awesome. And just uh, for clarity, Hyatt is H I A T T. Yes. Yeah. It's common uh, common mistake for a lot of people. Um, I, I have no affiliation with the hotel. Yeah, I just don't want people to go hunting for you and go kind of find this guy. Uh, right. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and get some picks in. Do you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now, and it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter DevChat in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter DevChat in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Uh, do you have some picks, some things you want to shout out about? Yeah. Um, so, um, let's see. I just looked at uh, CSS Grid. 
um, for the first time. And I know Wes Boss is about to release a course on it. Um, but I just actually got to dive in with, and just with a little tutorial and uh, throw up a code pen and kind of uh, mess with that. And I know that's not necessarily JavaScript, but um, I think that was uh, CSS Grid is pretty exciting. Um, so definitely going to pick that. And um, yeah, I think uh, if I can pick a TV show, I'll pick The Punisher because I've been working my way <laughs> nice. through that. And it is awesome. <laughs> it's on my list, but I don't have a ton of time to watch TV. That just Be sure to watch Daredevil first oh, if really? you haven't already. Yeah. Good to know. Well, I've got a few picks here. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked there. Uh, one of them yeah. is I just listened to a book on Audible called Artemis. And mm-hmm. it is by the guy, Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian. And oh, cool. I super want them to make this into a movie, too, because it was it was awesome. Um, so I'm excited uh, about that book. It was really good. Um, I am aware, my wife's one of these people where uh, cursing in you know, in the book bothers her. Um, mm-hmm. My threshold is much higher. I do have a threshold. I've, I've put books down because the language was just totally out of control. But mm-hmm. uh, this one, um, if it does bother you, it will bother you. Um, and then, yeah, if you have a higher threshold like I do, it just kind of all blended in. But uh, that's the only warning I would put out on this one. Um, it was it was a good book. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And then the other thing that I'm going to pick, um, I just took my family to see the new Star Wars movie today. Yeah, nice. I got, I got home five minutes before I called JC. So, because <laughs> um, you know, priorities, right? You know? Right. Um, and it was, it was pretty good. Um, I, I, I'm trying not to poke holes in the plot, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, any, a, a lot of these shows, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, but I did enjoy a lot of the aspects of it. So yeah, so yeah I'm gonna pick as that. a, as a cinematic, like uh, production, it was awesome. Um, as a star Wars movie, I'm still undecided. I, I'm, I need to see it a few more times. Um, it's pretty easy to beat the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not one of the three worst. I think it was better than rogue one. Um, so that, that kind of leaves us with, and I think it was better than the last, um, what was it? Force Awakens? Yeah, The Force Awakens. I think it was better than The Force Awakens, but not a ton better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I would probably put it around, you know, the the fourth best one they've made, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it was it was good. Uh, not mind-blowingly good, but good. Um, so, yeah. So, um, I will also pick that. And then I just want to throw out quick reminders uh, React Dev Summit, March twenty or sorry, February twenty sixth through March second. It's free to attend live. You have to pay to get the videos. Um, we also still have the campaigns going on Indiegogo for the React podcast. That's React Roundup um, and the View podcast. Views on View. I get to name them, so they all have dumb names. Um, but anyway, so if you want to <laughs> check those out, that would be awesome. Um, I'm also talking with a few people who have other projects going in the space of view in particular. Um, I'm not going to say any more than that other than I got an email from Greg Pollock. So it's going to be good stuff and, um, and in react. So we're, you know, we're, we're collaborating with these folks to pull great stuff together for you all, but we're going to do it kind of in the vein of JavaScript Jabber. So they're going to be conversation guest interview kind of style Mm -hmm. like we do. 
So can you tell me what actually, I guess I've missed that. Um, what, why is it on Indiegogo? Are you just kind of like, uh, raising some funds for it or something or? Yeah. So basically it's, it's two ideas and, uh, mm -hmm. the, the first idea behind it was, yeah, I just kind of want to gauge interest, you know, mm -hmm. see, see if there are people out there that want it bad enough to actually plunk some money down. Yeah. And then, um, the other end of it is, is that I typically support the shows with the sponsorships. Um, mm -hmm. and right now the sponsorships cover the shows that I currently produce. Yeah. But it's a little bit tight to pull in another th two or three shows at once. Mm -hmm. And so if I figured if I could get enough, um, uh, backing to cover, you know, six months worth of production, that gives yeah. me plenty of time to ramp up and find sponsors. Cause sure. What what you find with if if you're on the sponsorship model, so you know your shows, especially your um, fitness show, your model is bring people into the business and have them become paying customers. Uh, for me, I don't have courses or anything out there yet. I'm working on that, right? But um, my main source of revenue is actually advertisement, and mm -hmm. so um, what advertisers like to see is traffic, and what I can sell them right now is track record on those three, not traffic, right? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, when I go to them and I say, hey, do you want to sponsor a new React show? What mm -hmm. what they would be counting on if it goes out is that eventually it'll ramp up to more traffic than, uh, you know, to cover to cover their ROI. And so, sure. um, and I'm pretty sure that it will. Um, the more I talk to people about, especially the React podcast, I'm pretty sure that it is so the the top show that we have is JavaScript Jabber. It accounts for forty to forty five percent of the traffic for devchat.tv. Mm -hmm. and then all of the shows account for the other you know little more than half. Um, Ruby Rogues and Java or, and Adventures in Angular account for most of the rest of it. But um, I'm pretty sure that re the React podcast is going to give it a hefty run for its money. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, just talking to people. So. You know, I'm I'm telling these sponsors, hey, look, you know, you can get in, and I have sponsorship levels on Indiegogo. Mm -hmm. um, so at the top level, I think it's $150 per episode, and mm -hmm. if you figure that if it goes to, uh, you know, 10,000 or 20,000 downloads per episode, pretty fast, mm -hmm. which I think I can drive a good chunk of that from just JavaScript Jabber all by itself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then I I do about a Forty to fifty dollar uh, CPM, you're getting an episode sponsorship for 150 bucks that should cost you about 500 bucks. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm just you know I'm putting it out there, and yeah the the top level level sponsorship which is 4,500 dollars, and that's that's what that deal comes out to. You sponsor mm -hmm. six month six months of podcasts, and we hit our goal in in one go. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. I think it's great to kind of put it out there and gauge interest because yeah. the, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure definitely react is going to do well, but the, um, but still like putting the, just in the past couple of months of putting together two podcasts, I can say it's a ton of work and I'm putting them together, not nearly as well as you're putting yours together. Um, like I'm not on that level yet as far as like production mm -hmm. and stuff. And so, uh, I can only imagine like how much time or money goes into that. So I think it's like, it's great to kind of gauge interest first. Um, also I would say, it could be worth looking and seeing if people would be willing to like sponsor directly, like listener sponsors. Cause like if, if I, if there's a really good podcast, um, I'd be willing to pitch in five bucks a month for it. Yeah. I set up Patreon and if you donate more than $10 a month, in fact, if you just donate $10, um, 
I have a Slack channel that you can sign up for. So, gotcha. Cool. Um, so I have that going too. I haven't really pushed Patreon. Um, I have plans to do that next year, but mm -hmm. you know, for the meantime, yeah, that's one of the things that I'm I'm running with. And if you donate more than ten dollars to the Indiegogo campaigns, any of them, you get access to that Slack channel as well. But cool. Um, I figure, you know, I don't know what the minimum bid is or the minimum backing is for Indiegogo, but you know, if you want to put a tick mark up, just donate a dollar or whatever the minimum is. I mean, I'm not telling people you have to give us a ton of money or we're not going to do the show. What, mm -hmm. I, what I'm doing is I'm just saying, look, you know what? Help us cover the costs until we can cover them on our own. Sure. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. A little bit of a, a long conversation at the end of this episode, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely good stuff. So, Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I um, appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming. Um, as we record, this is the week before Christmas, so have a Merry Christmas or whatever you you uh, celebrate, if you celebrate something. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, this will be out in a few weeks, and we really appreciate you coming on the show. And hopefully you can inspire more developers to take better care of themselves because, folks, we need you out there. And the healthier and happier you are, the better off everybody is. So, Yeah, um, and we are offering some New Year's specials, so definitely come check it out. Awesome. Yeah, I think this will come out a couple weeks after New Year's. In fact, I'll probably cool. be at CES. Mm -hmm. So check All out. of our promotions are running through the 31st of January. Awesome. All right. So they actually are launching today. Um, so they'll be up by the time this goes up. Well, then we will endeavor to make sure that this is out by the 31st so that people know what's available to them. Awesome. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.